Hello, and welcome to CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Dr. Kale Allen with WG Ohio. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of talking with Paul Bingham, the newly appointed Senior Vice President of College of Technology at Western Governors University. Paul, how are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, Kale. How are you? Hey, I am phenomenal. It's a pleasure. We've crossed paths. Um, so I'm looking forward to this conversation, and that's what it is, is a conversation. So I have about five questions um, that I hope to get addressed, but ultimately this is a conversation. So my first question to you, Paul, is what are your day-to-day -day responsibilities, and how did you get into the IT field? Yeah, those are great questions. Thanks, Kale, and thanks for the opportunity to join you today. I, if you don't mind, I think we'll start with how I got into the IT field, and then we can talk that sort of lends itself into what I do day to day. I think to figure that out, I have to go all the way back to my childhood when I always had a curiosity bordering on a fascination for computers and all things tech. You know how every member of every family seems to have somebody that's the go-to for uh, how do you reset the digital clock, or this will show my age, how do you program <laughs> the VCR to record a program? Uh, and then that moved into how do you you know, program the remote? How do I load computer programs onto my computer? And I was that go-to guy. And then um, in 2000, well, I should say uh, in 1995, so again, we're going back in time, uh, I started a career with the FBI. I was an FBI agent for 24 years. And in 2003, so 20 years ago, I was officially assigned to a cyber investigation squad with the FBI. So then I spent most of the following 16 years investigating criminal and terrorist activities through the internet. So that was when I really jumped in with both feet into IT and more specifically cybersecurity or internet and tech-enabled criminal and terrorist activity. Uh, so move forward from 2003. I did that for around 16 years. And then in 2019, I was able to join WGU upon my retirement from the FBI. Yeah, and uh, here at WGU, as you just announced, I have the really distinct privilege of being the senior vice president of the College of Information Technology. Most of my job, I have to say, is less tech and more management and strategic planning at this point. Although I will say, I recently met someone for the first time at WGU and they saw a shirt like this that said College <laughs> of Information Technology. So they immediately asked, hey, since you're with the IT department, I've been having a problem getting onto one of our networks. Can you help me with that? And I had to explain to them, while I was happy to try and help them, they shouldn't share their password with me. And that my role was really to help teach students who are pursuing degrees and careers in IT. Um, so I would say the favorite part of each day for me is when I have an opportunity to correspond with our students, or sometimes I do ride-alongs with our faculty. Since all of our faculty are remote, they have uh, study sessions and they have uh, teaching sessions one-on-one -on -one with students, just like we're doing uh, today remotely. And every once in a while, I get to ride along with them and interact with them, or I hear from students um, directly. And that's the favorite part of each day for me. And the most favorite part of my job is when I get to celebrate student graduations, uh, attend the commencement activities, and celebrate with the students and their families as they cross the stage and get their diploma. 
Paul, I, I definitely agree is that aspect of graduate graduations um, of seeing that excitement. Um, you know, it, it's also to kind of go back to date myself. I actually still have a VCR. Um, so if <laughs> I, I now run into any issues, I now know who to reach out to. Because um, it. <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things when people see see a VCR, it's like, what is this archaic thing laying around? So it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's good to make that connection. So as I speak with, you know, students throughout the, you know, great state of Ohio, as, you know, we have companies, Intel and Honda and so forth, um, they're always talking about, like, man, like having people they ask, they look to for advice, innovation and inspiration. Who are those people in your life, Paul, that you look for, for advice, innovation or in inspiration, any of those three? Gosh, uh, in my uh, uh, people who I know and interact with daily, I'm blessed to have people at WGU who I who I work with uh, on our team. And frankly, they inspire me by their energy and their commitment to our mission to increase opportunity for all for all of our students. Um, and so I could I could come up with a large list of people on our very own team that get me excited about coming to work each day. Um, Interestingly, for advice, I kind of mentioned that my job is is less techy and more management these days. Again, sort of, you know, when you're senior vice president, it sort of sounds like, wow, you must go to a lot of meetings. And the answer to that is you're right. But uh, I still need to keep my fingers in tech and for me, more particularly in the security aspects of tech. And so who I turn to for that are any number of podcasts. Um I would say that a couple that come to mind are one that's super enjoyable that even people who are not in tech enjoy listening to, and that's called Darknet Diaries. Uh, another one is Sans puts out a daily um, podcast from the Internet Storm Center called the Daily Stormcast. It tells you about all the really techy things that are going on uh, in the security world. And there's one other that it sounds like an 80s movie, but it's called Risky Business, talking about uh, some of the some of the security things that are going on. And I would also say I look to uh, a few email lists and folks can find their own email lists out there. But a couple that I look at uh, daily are Krebs on Security, which is Brian Krebs, who was the first director of CISA, puts out a daily newsletter. And there's another called CyberScoop that kind of gathers news from all across the Internet and uh, helps helps you know what's going on. So I'd say in the advice category, even though it's not a single person, uh, I do lean on those things to help keep me up to date on the tech side of, of security. Well, Paul, I think you gave a lot of our listeners and viewers um, a lot of podcasts and a lot of information to go through. So hopefully by plugging them, they they will make sure Paul gets some residuals there now. <laughs> um, <laughs> You, you are in a very important role. Um, sometimes people forget how large Western Governors University is, as we're one of the largest as it relates to enrollment, uh, as well as our graduates, you know, over 320,000 graduates now. Uh, what is the biggest challenge in your role, or if you want to look at it from the IT? So what's either the biggest challenge in your role or in IT in general at this time? I could probably give you both of them. I'd say in my particular role, uh, you can view things as challenges or opportunities. Mm -hmm. And uh, ours, it's a challenging opportunity. How about that? But that opportunity is to keep up with the rapidly evolving skill set that the IT profession has. 
so that we can ensure our curriculum is up to date. Uh, to help us with that, we use skills alignment that matches uh, job demanded skills with our curriculum to ensure that that curriculum that we're presenting to our students is helping pre prepare them uh, for job readiness. Um, and the IT profession, as you know, we're talking about IT broadly, it encompasses a huge variety of jobs. And so similarly, we prepare students for, as of course, I, I tend to talk more about cybersecurity, but in addition to cybersecurity, general IT management, cloud computing, computer science, software engineering, data analytics, and data science are all important um, and growing parts of, of, IT, of the IT discipline. And we prepare students for all of those. So when we talk about the IT field, I think there are probably um, uh, two, or maybe I'll even say three challenges that face us as IT professionals. One is that we just don't have enough qualified individuals for all the job openings that companies have in IT. Uh, you, uh, Those who, again, I, I'm a little biased towards my cybersecurity background, but there's a website called cyberseek.org that helps people see across the country, how many jobs are available in various aspects of security. And uh, the number is in the tens of thousands that are currently unfilled. So how do we, how do we help more people be, get attracted to IT careers and then get them prepared to fill this workforce gap that exists? The second I would say is, is I kind of mentioned it before, the rapidly evolving landscape of the IT discipline. And we hear almost daily about ChatGPT and other AI-enabled platforms that are potentially going to take over the world and end the human race. And uh, I don't see it quite as darkly as that, uh, but I do see that um, it is rapidly evolving. And while it creates potential challenges and pitfalls for the discipline, it also enables us to do so many more things that we couldn't do or allows us to do a lot of things more easily than we used to be able to do. And I guess the third uh, aspect of what's what the challenges are in IT right now is really educating the, the humans, all of us, who uh, interact daily with more and more automated devices, our refrigerators, our cars, our, you know, our phones, our computers, and um, helping each of us to be a little more savvy with how we're consuming and using that technology so that we don't create vulnerabilities and problems for those folks that are trying to keep them safe and those devices and us safe and uh, keep our networks running smoothly. Very, very great points there. And, and uh, my, my next question, I feel you can probably flip some of those three, you know, to address this question. With those challenges, what excites you most about the future of IT? Uh, it's the possible, I think I kind of mentioned it, it's the possibilities and the opportunities, all this really cool stuff that keeps coming. I mean, you know, back in the 1970s, yes, it's true. We had electricity in the 1970s and we had VCRs, um, late 70s, I guess. Uh, that was so cool then, but wow, the pace of progress has just accelerated dramatically over the last several years. And it just keeps coming. Um, at this point, it's almost science fiction, but there's some really fascinating work linking our human physiology and some of the brain, you know, the uh, connections in our brain and being able to link those directly to IT systems 
it's fascinating that, you know, we really do envision a world where we potentially browse the internet without typing anything on the keyboard. We think about where we want to go and the IT systems respond to that. So that excites me. Uh, it also terrifies me because we've got to keep up on the security side of it. No, that's spot on. I, I was uh, watching TV and also I listened to a podcast, you know, traveling throughout Ohio and it was, you know, talking about technology. There was a gentleman who was a paraplegic and then with technology, he was able to walk again by like his thoughts. And, you know, and I just seen her thinking like, those are things we never thought of in the seventies and eighties and like where we're at now. And as much as we're evolving, I think it's a good thing. But like you said, we have to stay abreast of the changes. You know, my 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 personal example I use, I think about my eight-year-old son who is doing all this stuff with technology. And I was like, man, I'm still stuck on like old school Atari 2600, but I have to figure out a way to stay abreast of what he's doing because if not, I'm creating vulnerabilities in his personal life as well as my personal life. So that, that that's a good call out. And unfortunately, KL, he's going to call you a boomer if you don't keep up with everything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> So with, with this, again, this, this excitement in the IT field, we've seen a lot of individuals from various fields, whether it's healthcare, whether it's educators, whether it's business, look to transition to the field of IT. But then you also have some individuals who are maybe afraid. They're thinking about transitioning to IT, but they're afraid. What should those individuals who've been thinking about it but have not acted, what should they be doing today to prepare themselves? Yeah, I think uh, thinking about it is a great first step. I think the second step is be curious. Any thought that you have, research, explore, go ahead and try and figure out, I think I may be interested in software engineering. We have this wonderful tool called the internet and various search engines that can help us explore and learn so much so quickly. Once you think there's something you may be interested in, there are so many um, free resources on the internet that one can come across. If it's software engineering, you can take all kinds of free courses or free tutorials, for example, on how to learn to program in Python or, or Java or whatever. Give it a try and see if it's for you. The other thing is uh, I talk to a lot of people who are trying to break into IT uh, careers. And one of the big requirements often that they complain about is I want to get this job, but it requires experience. And I'm sort of in a chicken and egg scenario where I'm trying to get into the job so I can get experience, but they want me to have experience before I even get the job. Well, that's okay because uh, you can build your own home network. Um, Nowadays, virtual machines are so easy to, to spin up. You can create a whole virtual network in your own home and you can tinker with it and you can set it up in different ways and you can make these virtual devices behave as if they were real devices, but do things uh, to experiment. And, and the other good thing about virtual machines is if you break them, you just bring up the instance uh, brand new. You take the image and bring the instance up as if nothing ever happened and start over again. But uh, being curious and exploring those aspects of the profession are really important. Um, in the security realm, for example, there are free resources on the internet like Try Hack Me or Hack the Box that are platforms where uh, even though they are simulated exercise, they really are simulating 
the real thing. We have uh, one of our sons-in-law is an airline pilot. And of course, before he was able to actually get in an, an airplane with passengers, he spent weeks and weeks in a simulator because it's just like the real thing without actually doing it. But all of these things that you do uh, through virtual machines, through online resources, building your own networks and devices in your home, they're all giving you the experience that then when you go for a job interview and the interviewer says, well, what kind of experience do you have? You can have a whole list of things that you've done and they're valuable for getting those entry-level jobs into the IT field. Man, ph ph phenomenal insight. So I have one final question for you. Yeah. Um, is there anything about WGU's College of Technology that you would like to share before we depart? I mean, I know we have a lot of exciting things, but I want to give this open-ended question for you to share anything about WGU's College of Technology that you've not shared with us today. Sure. Um, I often get a question from, from students or prospective students who say, you know, I'm really interested in IT. I know there are a lot of certifications in the IT field, and I wonder which is more important. Should I get certifications or should I get my degree? And at WGU, we say, go for both of them. We have embedded industry certifications and digital badges into our degree programs so that while students are pursuing their degree, they're earning in, uh, industry certifications and these digital badges, which help them get better jobs even before they get their degree. We often say certs help you get jobs, degrees help you get a career. I know it's not the best English, but we're not the College of English. <laughs> and uh, and then I would say with our degree programs, we have robust degrees that help you prepare for jobs, whether that's a bachelor's degree that can help you get into the field or a master's degree that helps you advance an already great career that you have. So what I would say about WGU's College of Information Technology is we invite you to join the over 40,000 students who are currently enrolled in our programs. And when you do, I'd love for you to send me an email and let me know about your experience as one of our students. Well, Paul, thank you for those individuals watching and listen, listening. Please visit wgu.edu to learn more information about our College of Information Technology. Uh, Paul, again, congratulations on being appointed the SVP of the College of Information Technology. You've done a phenomenal job, and I know you will continue to lead us in the right direction. And so, again, thanks for joining me today. Please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. And again, I'm Dr. Kale Allen with WG Ohio. Thank you. Thanks, Kale.